Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Hello. What? Hi. Nothing. What? Well, you you did exactly as I predicted. I mean, I do the same thing every episode. I know. Maybe I say welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's too quickly. I'm going to try to start saying it slower when I start these. But anyway. <laughs> uh Anything? Anything to talk about? Anything new? Anything what, you this want week? to mention to let people know any sort of big changes, alterations, or events <laughs> in your life? You say it like there was one, and now I start doubting myself. Um, like I've missed out on something big. No, I don't think there was. It was my first week back at work. It was. That is something that's happened this week. After nearly, well, just over half a month or so off. Um... Which was, I mean, it's the same, uh, like as much as I think it will be different. I think it's different for, uh, one of the things I've noticed with me, and it's probably the same with a lot of people uh, that are on the spectrum, is that it's not, so like when other people take time off from work and they go back to work, there's like a weird like adjustment period when they get there where they have to get used to being back and doing everything, you know. But I feel like for me, because I have a set way of doing everything, I feel like when I go to places, because I have a set routine and structure for everything, even if I haven't been there in a while, when I go, I just fit straight back into it again. Like I've noticed that with people as well. So say I know someone, uh, like a friend, uh, say a friend I had in like university, and then I don't see them for like four or five years and then I bump into them. There's no, like, I don't talk to them in a way that says like, oh, I haven't seen you in ages. How you been? What's going on? What's changed? You know, trying to figure I just talk to them like I saw them yesterday. Um, you know, like my conversations are just like, you all right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And they, they do the how long has it been and that kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's been a while. So what are you up to? You know, I just talk to them like it's been a thing. And I feel like with me, I have like set structures and routines for everything. And it doesn't matter how big the gap is between when I've done something to when I do it again. And uh, there's like a weird, not muscle memory, but there's a weird um, thing. I just fit straight back into yeah the the routine, the way I did things. So it doesn't matter with me. I could have taken a year off work and like gone back to work and the first day back would have been like I was at work the day before. So I don't really have um yeah, I don't really have any problems with that. Yeah, that is quite noticeable in you actually. Like whenever you greet anyone it's always the same as you always greet them. There's never a Yeah, yeah. Even if it's like say something significant has happened to them or you in the time between you seeing them, there isn't a difference like if you meet someone that's I don't know I'm trying to think like recently had a child for example you wouldn't then you you never like tend to bring up things you know have happened no um yeah because I've seen them on like Facebook whatever but uh it's the same with everyone basically it's it is just one of those things where even if I haven't seen them in a while I don't talk to them like I haven't seen them in a while yeah uh, it's like if you ring me on the phone and I haven't spoke to you in ages like I have like my mom and my dad and that they they call me occasionally but I never do the catch-up stuff I just talk to them like it's a normal everyday conversation um and I do it with everyone so it's kind of like that with work or if I haven't been in a place like if I go back home um I haven't been back to my original where I'm from in over a year now but when I do go back 
I just pick up where I left off. I don't really um, need time to adjust or look at all the things that have changed or talk to people about what's going on with them. Um, like when we went to the wedding uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, I bumped into a load of my family that I haven't seen in a while. And um, at no point did I feel like asking them, you know, and some of them I haven't seen in years. I didn't feel like asking them like what they've been up to and where what the job they're doing now and if they've had any kids. I think I just talk to them about everyday stuff like I see them every day or something. Um, and I've always done that with my autism. It's It's interesting. I don't really like... I don't miss people. So like when people aren't there, I don't miss them. I don't think about them or that kind of thing. So I've had a lot of people that I used to work with that left. I don't think about what it was like working with them and who they were and how things were. Um, I don't feel like they're not there in my life. But then when I see them, I don't like go, oh, I haven't seen you in ages. Or like I think, oh, yeah, you. Like even if I haven't even if I don't, if I, if I'm not missing them, then I don't yeah. think about them. But then when I bump into them, it's not like I've forgotten them. I just remember like they've always been there. It's a, it's a thing. It's the same when I haven't been to a place in ages, um, like work, you know, people say, do you miss it? Or does it feel weird not being there? And it doesn't feel like any different. Uh, I don't feel that whatever that is, I don't know if it's sentiment or, um, whatever, but I don't have that towards places, people, that kind of thing. If they're not in my life on uh, for that day, then they're not. But then if I see them, I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, like, yeah, like it's a regular thing. I don't have like, I don't know what the word is, but um, but you're saying that you've noticed that in me. So what you're saying, you're saying that you uh, you don't have that. Um, no, well, I'm more mean. So like, for example, <laughs> I feel bad because I feel like she's the only person we ever bring up, but your ex-girlfriend right like recently went on holiday and i know you went and saw her you i think you saw her maybe like the week after she came back or something you went to uh, i can't remember you were dropping something off around hers or picking something up well, yeah i do remember that I don't yeah know what i it can't was, remember yeah. yeah i can't remember what it was but you went and saw her anyway and then um I, um that yeah whatever it was you went and saw her and i think that evening i went oh how was um her holiday and you were like oh i didn't ask about that and it 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 was i think the reason you went round was because you were dropping off keys or something because we had been looking after the animals we'd been feeding her animals while she was on holiday so the reason you went round was basically almost like an acknowledgement that she was back from holiday yeah. but you still didn't ask about the holiday which i thought was quite funny because like, had it have been something that we didn't really know about or that, you know, wouldn't wasn't worth thinking about, but we were g- going to their flat pretty much every day <laughs> to do the animals because they were away. So it was quite a, you know, like, present in our brains sort of thing, but you didn't ask. Um, yeah, no, I didn't. Um, but I don't. It's yeah. the same if someone's had a baby or any big life events that people have. No part of me thinks about asking about it. Yeah. Um, like you said, I'm aware of it. Um, but I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like an emotional Well, actually no, because I'm not I'm not I can't even know if I can it must be something to do with my Asperger's because every time every time I see like something that's the norm or something that most people do uh, and I look at like, you know, because I've seen like a load of people that I work with and loads of people that I'm like related to and bump into and talk to and, you know, that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like my entire life, you always see things like patterns in people where you think everybody does that. That is something that most people do because it's either like the normal social etiquette to do it or whatever. Um, 
And then I noticed that I don't do it naturally. Um, and yeah, I don't do it naturally and it doesn't enter my head to do it. And even when I've seen people do it and I think to myself, make sure you do that. Um, I just don't. Um, so it's like, I have issues with, um, (laughs) like one of the examples of this is you ever stayed around someone's house when you were a kid Mm. and your mom would always say, make sure before you leave, say, thanks for having me over. Oh yeah. Thanks for making me dinner. I could never do it. Like it, I'd get to the point where I know I'm supposed to say it and I just would freeze and like get really like scared of saying this one sentence. And I know that's because it's not in my nature to say that kind of stuff, like saying, oh, how's your baby? And, you know, congratulations on like the wedding or something like that. Yeah. Um, It doesn't occur to me to do it. So um, when my mom would say, say, thanks for having me over or make sure you say this. Or, you know, like when your parents come to Bournemouth or my parents come to Bournemouth and they insist on like paying for dinner. Yeah. You, you do it where you'll say thanks for getting dinner and that kind of thing. But in my head, I can't, for some reason, I can't uh, bring myself to say it. Uh, and it's not that I'm rude or impolite or ungrateful. It's just I get really anxious about saying it for some reason. Yeah. I can only do it if you've done it. And I'm sure you've noticed that you'll do it first. Yeah. And then I'll kind of, yeah, yeah behind yeah. you, like sort of mumble it. Um, and it's the same with everything else. With normal people when I'm talking to, about stuff, I can't bring myself to say well done on this or good luck with that or, oh, I've seen that you, I just don't. I just have like normal conversations with them. And yeah, when I've got to say, when someone says you've got to say something and it's a normal social like thing, I just, I can't do it. Like I freeze up and get weird about it. And because I don't see anybody else doing that, that's where this is what I'm saying. Like when I when you watch people for loads of periods of time, you realize what are the normal things everybody does. And then when you realize it's something you don't do or something you can't do, that's when I realize that that must be one of my autistic traits. Yeah. Um. But then there's stuff like between the two of us where we'll go do the same thing, and I'll notice that you'll do it no problem. Um. But then it doesn't make me think. Okay, so Scarlett can do it. So. Maybe it's not an autistic trait. Maybe it's something to do with me. I still, I, now I just think it is. It's just one of mine and not one of yours. Well, I think with it is one of mine in that I don't do it out of like particularly wanting to. It's just I know that that's the, I guess the social norm or whatever. I do try and follow the the norm of how everyone else does things. <laughs> So yeah, with me, it's definitely a a learnt behaviour. And I'm the same as you. I think we've spoken about this briefly, but I'm the same with you in that I don't really miss people um, unless it's to do with my routine. And it's very sort of, I guess, selfish of me. But if you're not like part of my routine, part of my everyday life, or really someone that I like benefit from, I suppose, in some way, um, then it's difficult for me to have the feelings of missing. It's almost like I forget that they exist, but not completely. So it's not like someone would say their name and then I'd go, who? It's more that it's just so far in the back of my head. It's not something that I regularly think about. And then all of a sudden when someone mentions, I don't know, some random person, I'll go, oh, yeah. Yeah, that person. Oh, how are they doing? Are they uh, are they okay? But even that is like a forced. How are they doing? Because really, you know. I suppose, but I do. I do notice with you. You are the things that I doing. Like uh, I suppose it is forced, but like you, you still do them. 
Yeah. Um, whereas I just don't do them. A lot of the time, I don't notice I'm supposed to do them. But then when someone points it out that I'm supposed to do it, that's when I get weird. So yeah. I only get weird when I think, oh my God, I'm going to have to do this now. So like where you've said, thanks for this, thanks for that. And I did the same thing you did. I think, oh no, now's my window. If I don't say it now, I'm not going to be able to say it later. But then I also think because you've said it, if I don't say it, then it looks like I'm not saying <laughs> thanks because it's obviously you've done it now. Um, so, you know, there's that. But then I also think if I say it a bit later on, it looks like I'm just doing it because, uh, because, do you know what I mean? Like it's, I just think, oh God, I suppose I should say it. I didn't say it earlier. <laughs> so I feel like my only chance is to get in there when you say it uh, or, you know, try and get in there. I mean, it's never going to happen, but I was like, oh, do it first. But No, I don't yeah. think that would ever yeah. happen. But yeah, yeah I think that's a, it's yeah. an interesting one. It's definitely something that I think is probably more apparent in you um because with me i i would say i in many ways like follow the social norm with that it's just it is very forced it is a very like learnt behavior for me and i don't know i guess it must have just been instilled in me from a young age but yeah it's it's something that i would say is kind of noticeable with you well, only if you're looking out for it i wouldn't say it's a standout thing no um it's just it's just it's yeah i mean you say instilled from you from a young age but my brother will do it no problem yeah. and like my family will do it no problem um like they all know to say like thank you and that kind of thing and i do say thank you over like the basic stuff so like if someone hands me something i'm like cheers yeah. but i uh it's just those weird um it's those weird situations where I suppose you've got to say something or like I say, ask somebody about something. I do wonder if people have conversations about me saying, oh, I didn't even ask about the baby, you know. <laughs> uh, he seemed like really uninterested in anything else but himself. Um, because obviously people ask me stuff about myself when I haven't seen them in a while. Like they'll be uh, where, you know, oh, I notice you're doing this now or like with this podcast, like, oh, I know you do this podcast because they've seen it on whatever and I tend to just go yeah 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 it's all right yeah it's going well you know this that and the other and then I just stop talking and like they just go so no nothing not mm. gonna not gonna ask me about anything whereas then I'll watch you have chats with people and you'll be asking them things back and then um it's not until after I've seen it that I see other people doing it where I think ah I don't know whether it's that kind of I should have asked something that's no. where we're sort of opposite though because I feel like a lot of the time with me it's just to deflect from myself because as I've mentioned on here before I really hate talking about myself so I will just think of things to do with the other person that basically just puts the spotlight back on them and it basically just deflects anything so like if someone says to me like oh what have you been up to not much what have you been up to or like I heard about this how's that going and then like just trying to move the conversation onto themselves yeah. so it could be that I don't know I just I feel like when people ask me loads of stuff I don't know Usually when people ask me stuff about my life and what I'm catching up on, part of me starts thinking they don't really want to know. Uh, they just know they've got to ask. Um, but then I just answer all their questions just because I know they've got to ask them and then we're done with that part of the conversation. But nowhere in my head does it think, do I think, oh, ask them about them now. Um, yeah. It doesn't. Um, unless they bring it up. So sometimes I'll be talking to somebody and they'll bring up the, the big news and then I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, how is that? You know, but that's, 
that's it. I like to get through all that and just get to the normal conversations you have with people. So like the things where you you talk about, you know, somebody you see all the time. Yeah. You don't ever talk about the big stuff with them. You just no, talk about it's just like, like what you've watched on TV. Yeah, and... what's your favourite? Like what movies did you like? Did you ever notice this? I prefer those sort of conversations. Yeah, I'm all I right with too. them. I just don't like the big social life stuff uh which kind of oh no what are you gonna say oh i was just gonna say uh, this is really quick sorry i no, feel no, like we've no, got on but no like... it's funny i think uh something that i've now remembered and it really sticks with me and i think it's why i am quite like i'm quite good at asking people about themselves and coming up with them questions and that's how i i mean that's how i kind of talk to new people in general but I do remember when I was younger, I Googled, as I did most of my life, with things of fitting in and stuff. I did Google at one point, like, how to make friends, because, let's face it, I'm not really a friend person. I didn't really have many friends. And I remember thinking, like, oh, I should have friends. I think I, like, saw on TV that people had friends, and I stuck out as be, uh, is that stood out. I stood out as being one of those people that was a bit of a loner. So I did Google how to have friends and how to socialise. Um, and I, I do remember, I think it was like wiki how. The first step was um, ask people questions about themselves because people love talking about themselves. And I think that's something that I've just stuck with. You know, you know, in Burger World, often we read one thing and then we stick to it like yeah, the first. unbroken rule first person to get in there with a with the information is the right information yeah and like it's just never changed in my head so I think it's just it's very much that stuck with me forever um and I'll probably always do it now just in a that's I mean now I don't do it to make friends because I genuinely have no interest in that but when I was at school obviously it's different because you're kind of under under a social spotlight at school that you don't have anywhere else really um and but now I definitely do it when I'm in just general social situations because I know that's sort of my go-to tactic yeah anyway sorry no that makes sense um I would say that yeah I think I picked mine up from just I wanted to be I guess liked and accepted by people so I just mimicked what people liked and accepted Um, but that was more behavior I don't really learn how to talk to people I just learned how to appear in a way that people enjoyed or got on with but yeah the social stuff never really worked out Um, I mean this conversation is it's kind of like a clumsy segue into the topic of this episode but like we're talking about like social etiquette and social like interactions with people and one of the things that somebody mentioned on our wall this week wasn't a topic they were just talking about something else in general and they were talking about outbursts and I know last week uh, we said we were going to do something positive to do with Asperger's um, and we will. It's just uh, me and Scarlett aren't sure uh, what to do it on. There are positives out there, I swear. Yeah, but we did one on like Asperger Pros. We did an episode on Asperger Pros as a while ago. And it'll be something, I think we're going to do an episode similar to that, listing some of the better stuff that comes with having Asperger's yeah. that's like an advantage of having it. It's just, it's been a while since I've listened to that episode. So I need to go back over it so I can figure out uh, what we covered because I don't want to do a... We all, I was going to do that today, but we would have ended up maybe doing like a... Uh, 
a remake of yeah, the same episode. Repeat, and so. I, I didn't want to do that. So I need to listen to it first, see what we covered, and then go from there. But we are going to do another... To be fair, Outburst could be uh, probably, maybe not positive, but it could be quite funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we wanted today just to talk about uh, outbursts in social situations or just yeah. out- autistic outbursts in general. And if you're listening to this and you're not on the spectrum but you are listening to this because you think you might be or you know somebody that is, it's when you do something. So me and Scarlett are completely different in (laughs) how we do our outbursts, I suppose, or our social outbursts. So Scarlett, uh, Scarlett's are a bit obviously more in the traditional or like dictionary definition of outburst. Scarlett will just scream usually highly offensive stuff at people. (laughs) Or situations when she's out in public and that kind of thing. Um, the last, well, the main one you used when I said we were going to do this topic is a while ago we were out on a run and I can't remember what we were talking about. You were having a stressful time. And usually how outbursts work for people on the spectrum is it's a build up of stuff. So it's kind of like a meltdown. They kind of work in a similar way, but they're not a meltdown. They're not like... Because obviously meltdowns are like a buildup of anxiety, stress, nerves, whatever. Uh, and they build and build and build and you ignore them and then they end up being a meltdown. Outbursts are in the same realm as a meltdown, but they're just a quick something that happens that to neurotypical people, it's like a weird breaking of the normal situation. It's something that's really like out of place and something that makes you as somebody on the spectrum stand out. And the example I was thinking of for Scarlett's one is we were running. And when me and Scarlett run, we kind of do this thing because it's exercise and because we're burning like whatever. Uh, we tend to like do like we vent a little bit about the yeah. things that are bothering us that week. So we tend to run and just talk about all the stuff that's annoying us at the moment because it's a good time to do it. Because obviously when you're on the spectrum and you vent, you kind of... I mean, I'm sure neurotypical people do as well. I'm not saying they don't, but you kind of build up all this like weird adrenaline-y like anxiety stuff. And if you're running, it's, it helps with the run. I've noticed that when I go on proper rants when I'm running, I get faster. Oh yeah, I was going to say, it really helps with our pace. Yeah. Like if, we, if we've both had a, uh, a bit of a bad day or something, we yeah. go for a run and we, <laughs> we beat records. <laughs> yeah, so it was something in particular we were talking about um, <laughs> and it got out of hand and Scarlett had her outburst where she shouted something <laughs> highly abusive at two guys that were fishing uh, on the beach. And she did it, everybody turned around and looked. It was the middle of the day. Swear it's, words were used. It's so embarrassing. Uh, you know, like there were there were children nearby. Oh, don't don't make me. Sad. Well, this is what I mean. You didn't think anything of it. Um, it just <laughs> happened, and that's what I'm saying. These are the things so that embarrassing. These are the more obvious things that make us as people on the spectrum, I guess, appear different to everyone else. Yeah, is, is when we do this. Uh, it was it was so childish. Yeah, it was. It and, was so immature, but. And it's not something, for me, I think that's more, I guess, typical outburst for, I I definitely have other outbursts that actually, I think I said to you, but I'll, I'll bring it up in a minute because I, I was thinking of a different one. Uh, but that was definitely, it's a rarer one for me. I'm not like that. No, that um, often... I suppose not. I mean... Well, another example is uh, me and Scarlett go for breakfast oh every Sunday morning. So this morning we went, we usually go somewhere for breakfast. We have breakfast at this cafe. We talk about what we're going to talk about on the podcast. Uh, and it's a similar thing there. There was a woman oh. who was like a table over from us 
And she kept sneezing. And Scarlett's okay. got Scarlett's got a weird thing for. Well, you can say it. You can talk. I mean, I don't have to. Oh no, you can, you can. Yeah. Scarlett's a weird thing for like people that sneeze repeatedly. So like one sneeze apparently is acceptable, but I think is it more than one? Then you look much? two two is okay because sometimes they sort of like one follows immediately. But any more than that, like you've just got something in your nose, blow your nose. I don't like. In general, I have a bit of a thing about just noisy I don't even know how to describe it things with your mouth so I don't like burping I can't being around someone that burps like I I don't know I've got a real issue with it hiccups oh my god I hate hiccups so coughing yeah you you've seen me you know I don't I'm sneezing is something that really gets to me um I'm just gonna I'm gonna name and shame here. My mum, right, at points when I was living in the same house, would sneeze and then would sneeze again and then would sneeze for a third time. Is she blowing her nose? No, she's not. She's just sneezing again and then going, Oh, I'm really you sneezing again. Blow it out of your nose and then you'll stop sneezing. I really don't like sneezing, I really don't like burping, yeah. I don't like coughing, and I don't like hiccups, I don't like mouth noises. But like if people keep doing it repeatedly um, it, and I feel like the the outbursts for a lot of people, from what I can tell, a lot a lot of people have the outbursts because it it comes from a place of almost anger uh, and frustration is where the outburst. I mean, it's an outburst, so obviously yeah. it's not going to come from anywhere like positive. Oh, I had a positive outburst. Well, maybe they exist. I don't know. But these ones in particular that we're using as examples. Um, and yeah, this woman this morning she sneezed seven times apparently. Seven because you counted it. Seven in the space of about. And like, a minute and a half. You could see seven times. You could see that you were getting like visibly frustrated with it, and <laughs> we got to like the fifth, maybe sixth one, and I genuinely thought you're gonna say something. Like you kept, you kept like rolling your eyes with each one, and then each time you you got more and more. You did something else that was a bit more like elevated to the thing you'd done before. And then we got to like the seventh <laughs> one, and I thought you were gonna shout at her at that point, and I thought you're gonna have some sort of outburst where you were going to say something and I was thinking oh we come here like every Sunday morning and we're about to get banned from this place now because I could see that you were going to do it and I don't think I could have stopped you I could have tried to talk you out of it and tried to talk you into not saying something to her but I know that it it's involuntary almost and I could have tried to talk you out of it but if she'd have kept doing it I don't think there's anything I could have said that would have stopped your like reaction to it um, and I know that happens with a lot of people that have the outbursts. They're almost uncontrollable. And yeah. your ones are just, it's something that keeps happening. And like with the run where you shouted at those people, it was because we was the thing we were talking about. You'd been really frustrated about something all week and we were trying to talk about it to try and make you feel better about it. And I think I'd figured out the main cause of what was causing you problem. And once you realised it, it caused you to scream at these people but once you'd had the scream at these people for the rest of the run you seemed much calmer and then the day after you were like oh that was embarrassing yeah yeah um i didn't have an outburst at this woman i just chewed my granola really angrily but uh i was (laughs) she stopped sneezing after that and all was fine it was a combination as well she kept sneezing and then rubbing her nose just repet it was so repetitive the whole thing was really frustrating but but um (laughs) Yeah, I think with um, with me, it's definitely a it's like a short, quick burst. I think it can be different for different people, but I'm not the sort of person like I do get very heightened emotions, but they never last for very long. I am quite a 
quick blast and then it's almost like out of my system and one of the less outbursty but still an outburst that I was going to talk about was actually last night when was it no it can't have been last night Friday night I think when we were out for a run um and you were saying something and I'm not sure whether what you were saying annoyed me not like you but the thing you were talking about I don't know whether that annoyed me or perhaps I had just had an, something in my day that had annoyed me that I hadn't realised and there was part of me that was worried that it was going down like a path that it wasn't and I was I think I was just jumping to conclusions in my head and I let myself get carried away with it and then I was having it wasn't like a shouty outburst but I, I think what I was saying to you was very like almost changing it was like you were saying things and I was changing what you were saying to mean the thing that would annoy me if that makes sense it's almost like you said it and I thought well what you could mean by that is this and this thing would annoy me so I'm gonna change what you've said to mean the thing that's annoyed me because then I can be annoyed about it it was it was very like my own problem and I made it my own problem and I think I was quite outbursty with you in the fact that I was I was just quite short with you about it and I was a bit a bit rude I would say I, I didn't shout at you or scream at you or like anything like that but I just think I was a bit it was just uncalled for I did I should have just listened to your story but instead I was like so what you mean by that is this uh and you were like no and I think that was another one because we got to like the midway point of our run and I think at that point you were a bit sick of me and you sort of said what's going on and then we spoke for a minute and then I felt fine after that. Yeah. Like I sort of, I think I got it out of my system. I realised that I was being crazy, <laughs> if I'm honest. It was just, it was just uncalled for. And prob it was definitely something to do with me. I'm not, I'm still not 100% sure what I think I know, which we spoke about. But I think um, with me, it's very much like once I realise that it's irrational then I feel fine and I, it just sort of goes and it did I was just relieved and then I felt bad so I, I did keep apologizing which I know with you I don't need to because you're you don't hold on to things either like neither of us really do so I think once I'd apologized once and we were past it I then let this sort of weird like guilt and I kept being like oh I'm really sorry like I didn't mean to be like that and you were like it's fine let's move on yeah um but with me, I just get quite embarrassed about having outbursts in general because, uh, like, especially once I'm out of them and I know it was the wrong way to react, it's like I want to keep apologising because I just want to take it back and you can't take it back. It's done. But I think in my head, I'm like, if I just keep saying sorry, it will just go away. Yeah. Um. I mean, I kind of, I kind of get it, but it's... For me, I think it's a difference in the thing. So I think not my outburst, but I'm still talking about yours. Yeah. Is I feel like as much as they're weird and you might call somebody a name <laughs> or have a go at someone and it's actually related to something else. Like it could be that when we were having that conversation, the reason you were making it sound like or in your head you were interpreting it as I was saying something different was because you needed to have some sort of because you are somebody that, like, you do bottle up a lot of stuff that bothers you. Yeah, I You're do. not like me. 
um like i'm like i just let stuff out the second it's on my nerves yeah um, but with you you like to suppress it and there's loads of stuff that's been bothering you lately and you don't want to bring it up or talk about it you don't want to do anything about it so you do this thing where this situation where we were having this conversation you were interpreting what i was saying as other things so you could then have a rant and i feel like that was just because and then you told me like i think you told me this morning the other stuff at the start of the week had been bothering you. Yeah. Um, and I think because you didn't let that stuff out when it happened, this is just, you know, a a moment where you could let something out that would give you some sort of relief. I mean, and that's what outbursts are. It's kind of like meltdowns. Uh, I said it before that my therapist said that how meltdowns work is it's like you've got a glass of water and the water going in is the anxiety, the nerves, the stress, whatever. And then eventually when the water glass is completely full like literally brimming to the top when you put a little bit more out stuff pours out the side yeah uh, and that stuff pouring out the side is the meltdown or it's the outburst and it pours out enough so the glass is lost enough water so you can put a bit more in and a bit more in and i think outbursts are the little bits they're the little do you know what i mean like dregs that yeah. spill out the side you just get these odd like waves of it and sometimes it can lead to a meltdown and sometimes it can't. And obviously a meltdown is kind of like you're tipping the glass out and starting again when you have a meltdown. That's like just start. It yeah. kind of resets everything when you have a meltdown. But with the outbursts, they're just like weird little like reliefs of stuff. It's a sign that something's wrong. Um, and yeah, it's all right. You apologizing and saying you're sorry to people. But I feel like if everybody knows or I say everybody, but I know you're autistic uh, and you don't really hang out with other people that don't. But I figure when you know somebody is, and obviously that's kind of the reason that we do this podcast is to get awareness on stuff like this, is that if you know someone that's doing these outbursts, like they might feel bad about it or guilty after, but I feel like they shouldn't really have to feel bad or guilty after. Just ignore the context of what they're saying and don't really pay attention to what it is. It's usually a symptom of something else. Something yeah. else is bothering them and the outburst is just channeled at that thing that's happening at the time because they can focus on that and make that their thing and when you have your outbursts it's i mean like for example when you shouted at these fishermen you shouted at the fishermen but we were talking about something completely different that caused you to do it they weren't mm. related at all yeah it's not like me and you were having a chat about fishing and that got you angry so you shouted at some fishermen the thing we were talking about was completely different but it caused you to do this and that's where the outburst comes from it's a sign that something's wrong like a meltdown is a sign of like loads of huge, like a meltdown is like really overwhelming and it's more, uh, it saturates you in it more. But uh, an outburst is just, there's something that's been like niggling at you for yeah. ages and ages and ages. And then you just have this like weird like thing. And in your case, it's usually shouting something or uh, having a go. Um, you've done it before. You did it like a couple of weeks ago where, where we were in the car. I would say that was more an outburst than a meltdown. Yeah. Uh, where you were just screaming stuff at me about all kinds of stuff. To be fair, with this, I did say to you, I'm going <laughs> to... I was very measured in it, I feel like, because I said to you before I started screaming, I was like, I'm going to scream, but it's not at you. It's about something else. And this isn't me having a go at you. I just need to get it out. And then I let it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> It's, it's not the same as a meltdown because I've seen your meltdowns. Meltdowns, when you have them, like they're quite, like they physically incapacitate you. It's, it's just crying, screaming, but not really words, thrashing about. Some people have like weird 
body spasms when they're doing it. Do you know I mean like some people it's it's these outbursts are kind of like why you're still able to make words and you're still operating at some sort of level, but you still don't really have much control over what you're doing. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, um and they happen and I think if you know somebody's on the spectrum, you can't take them the same way as you would a neurotypical person that did these things. When a neurotypical person does it, it's it it can be perceived differently, you know. Yeah. Um, but when someone on the spectrum does it, I think it's you got to understand there's not really like there's not really much control over it, and it's normally a sign of something else. And to just usually ignore what they're saying, even if what they're saying is about you, um, and realize it's just that something's stressing them out, and they've not told you about it, or they don't know how to talk about it or express it, so it's coming out in a weirder, like unrelated but is related kind of way. Um, and yeah, when you have them, I don't take anything you say personally or I don't like see them as a bad thing. I just know it's something stressing you out and that's what it is. But when you do it in public and you do it around strangers, it just looks like you're a bit nuts. Yeah. Um, and it looks like you're a bit like the people that were around us when you shouted at the fishermen. Like, I don't know what they anybody around us think was happening other than you just seemed like a really angry um Runner. Yeah. yeah. Like it didn't, it, for a lot of people, it's hard to interpret what just happened. Yeah. Um, and I'm not about to, st- I didn't stop. I ignored that you did it. <laughs> I just thought, all these people, I'm probably never going to see them again. They're strangers anyway, so I don't really care what they think. But I didn't feel the need to stop them and go, she's autistic. You know, she uh, she doesn't know what she's doing. Where I imagine I have seen it, like, especially at work, where someone's child, who for me is obviously autistic because I'm good at spotting it when yeah. people are, will scream something and the mom's like, he's autistic. Like it doesn't, he's, or he doesn't, you know what I mean? Like it's, he's cause he's, he's, I mean, he's, I'm just, I just feel like I get it, but I get that once you say that to someone that doesn't know, they just go, oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah fine, it's like yeah. an explanation. Yeah. Um, same with yours. My outbursts are same reasons, I suppose. Um, I get irritated by stuff. So people doing things that, so mine are more directly resulted. So with your ones, it's kind of like a build up over a space of time. Yeah, like you said, I think with mine, it's because I don't talk about things that are bothering me. And then we'll talk about something that's giving you the same feeling as the thing that's bothering you. And that's how the outburst kind of happens. For me, it's usually a direct, um, my meltdowns, because I haven't had a meltdown now in, it's going to be nearly two years soon, I think. Since I've had one. Yeah. Um, my meltdowns come over over a buildup of days, sometimes weeks of stuff happening and happening and happening. Like I one time had a meltdown about something that happened like three, four years previous. And it only like came to me and it all started to like I processed it. I felt what had actually happened, but it was something that happened years ago. It was something I did. And I, just for some reason, one night I was sat thinking about it and I realized why what I did was wrong. Yeah. Despite at the time I thought everybody else was mental for <laughs> saying I did something wrong. And that caused me to have a meltdown because I was like catching up and the feeling of it was like really overwhelming. So my meltdowns, I know they're a build up, but when I have my outbursts, I know they're directly related to what's happening at that point. It's got nothing to do with anything else I'm thinking about. It's well, it can be. So it, for example, um, 
say someone's been doing something repeatedly that really irritates me and I've never said anything about it. Uh, there's the buildup of them constantly doing it day in, day out. And then eventually they'll do it one more time near me. And it's kind of similar to what you said. Or it's just a pattern of stuff that I've noticed that's irritating. Or it can just be a sound. It can be like a fire alarm that won't stop going off. And it's constant and everyone's trying else trying to know it and I can't. Or like a flickering light or something like that. Um, and my outbursts aren't like yours. I don't scream at people. I don't have a go at people. Well, no, actually, no, ignore that bit. But I don't scream at people. What I do is, is I do this thing where I go on a rant and I rant at someone about them or about something. Yeah. So I will rant at them and just go on and on and on. And it's usually quite negative in what I'm talking about. So I'll tell them why they're rubbish and why this is stupid and why that doesn't work and how everybody's an idiot. And like, I'll just do that. And I go on like, a, it's like three, four minutes of just constant talking where I list everything that's annoying me right now to do with that person I'm talking to, to do with this. And sometimes it can be quite like, do you know what I mean? Like, I hate the way you do this and this is bad because this will just really run to this. And then we're stuck in the same thing. Or sometimes it can be quite personal where I'll be like, I hate the way your hair is and this stupid look on your face you've always got all the time. You're always looking at me like this. And then you just stand there with this like, oh, what's going on? Like, And I, it's like that. Yeah. That's what I'm like. And I'll do that for ages where I'll just go on and on and on about it. I'll just keep telling someone how useless they are or how stupid everything is or if it's directly to relate it to something somebody's doing I'll rant about that person or I'll rant about the situation I'm in and I go on for a while until I'm kind of tired from it and I feel like I've done enough talking and then I'll stop and the trouble with that is with me is because I'll do it while I'm at work or I'll do it when I'm talking to family and I'll do it in a situation that I think oh am I about to get fired now or and it doesn't matter who I'm talking to like I've said before I don't understand the concept of authority in general I have never understood authority I still don't now I know what it is but I don't feel like it applies to me I've never felt like authority and rules are something that are applicable to me and my life I feel like it's something else everybody else has bought into and they agree to it and they want to go with it but I don't so when I'm talking to someone that's my boss or my boss's boss do you know what I mean or a customer or uh, there are points in when I'm stressed and when I'm on an outburst where it won't matter no point in my head do I go okay don't say anything to this person because they're the boss of your boss or they're like a regional manager or and this is like my entire life it's like the head teacher or it's it's do you know what I mean like it's my uni professor it doesn't matter who it is yeah I don't care at this point it gets to the point where I have no control over anything I'm doing so I'll just tell them and even stuff like saying to for example, uh, a head teacher, I don't like your stupid shoes that you wear every time you come in here and your hair's silly and you're always you always pronounce this word wrong and it drives me mad. Like one of the things I remember is one of my head teachers when I was in secondary school used to have migraines, but he used to call them migraines. And oh, that to, is annoying. He used to always call them migraines. It's because of, I can't remember why he did it, but he used to just go, yeah, sorry, I didn't attend some meeting. I had a migraine and he'd do it every time. And I was angry about 
I can't remember what it was. It was something to do with I tried really hard at something and because of like my executive functioning issues and that kind of thing, I couldn't focus properly and I'd failed. And for some reason, the head teacher who used to be, I can't remember what subject it was, but he'd stepped in because the current teacher was off with a migraine. Yeah. And he kept saying, I'm only here because your teacher's got a migraine. And he kept saying it and saying it and saying it. And then we had a meeting where he wanted to talk about how badly I'd done on a test or something. And he was talking and he just, he went, and I don't normally mark your stuff, but I've been told by your teacher. And if she'd be here, she'd be telling you the same thing. But she's had a migraine. And I just went, migraine. It's pronounced migraine. Mm-hmm. I was like, the tablets for them are called migraleave, not migraleave. There's no such thing as a migraine. It's not like it's your personal thing. So it's migraine. And you're having one because it's you. It's a migraine. And I, it went on. For ages. And then I stopped talking and I was like, oh, what have I just done? Like immediately after I finished having it, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Why have I done that? And I was annoyed because of the test scores. I I tried my best to try and get better on this test. Yeah. It was the second time I'd been made to do it. Only like three other people in the class had been. And I was annoyed because I think the actual score I got back was worse than the first shot I had. Yeah. It. And on the second attempt, I'd actually, I felt like I tried harder than the first time. And he was accusing me of not even caring. And he was like, this is worse than the first one. Did you even bother? Um, and yeah, I just I just, I just, just went on a massive outburst about it. But I was more irritated. And I realise now it's because I couldn't focus and I was annoyed. I remember like trying to practice for it and couldn't focus. And I remember being frustrated by that. And then spending the whole day on the bus to school, winding myself up about it because I knew I wasn't ready and still didn't know anything. Uh, And so I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't think it was going to happen like that. I thought I was going to kick off about the test and say, well, I have tried. I have tried everything. Like, I have done all this. But it was just, I picked up on that instead. Yeah. And, like, he wasn't, like I say, he was the head teacher of the school. Like, it wasn't like he was a regular (laughs) teacher or someone that knew me. He was, like, in charge of the whole thing. And I just went nuts at him. Um, and I know he used to say migraine a lot when we had assemblies because I used to hear other students go, yeah, migraine. Um, and I used to think <laughs> nothing of it. But like, uh, yeah, I just I just lost it. And it's it's not the first time I, I do it. I still do it now. I still do it regularly. Um, and it, it can be seen as like massively unprofessional and that kind of thing. But I I can't help it. Like I've yeah. tried to stop it before. Like there's been times where... I felt one coming and I've just been like, don't say a thing. Don't say a thing. Just walk away. So I walk away thinking, you know, some people like to take deep breaths. Some people count to 10, whatever. Yeah. And then I come back and then they do something else that's similar to us. <laughs> then I just have it anyway. Yeah. And it feels like the only way to get some relief from it is to just have it. Um, and is to just, just get it. Because I feel like there's nothing else that will make it feel... Like, will any be sort of any sort of relief from it other than doing it? If I don't do it, then I just, there's no point. There's no, there's no, there's no other fix for it. There's no like sensory blanket like you can with, there's no like weighted blanket like you can with meltdowns or lighting or sounds or that kind of thing. For me, the only like way to stop it is to just do it. Um, And sometimes it has to be in public, which I've noticed. So, like, sometimes I've tried to have the rant at home. I'll get home and just rant. I'll be walking around my flat just saying all the things I was going to say. And it it gives me some sense of, like, ah, that's a bit better. 
but it doesn't seem to be the same as when I've said it to the person, um, which is odd. I I don't understand that at all. Uh, I just figured it's something I've just got to get it physically out of my system. But there's something about needing to tell people these things. Um, but then immediately after it's happened, it's the only time, like I said at the start of this episode, that I have issues saying thank you and saying sorry to people is a yeah. big problem for me. I have an issues apologizing about stuff a lot of the time. Um, but usually when I've had an outburst with someone, it takes like a day. I can't just say it to them then. But I, after a couple of days, I will go up to them and be like, look, a couple of days ago, I am sorry about that. Like, didn't mean to. Not sure where that came from or what it was about. Don't take anything I said personally. I don't mean any of the stuff I've said. And I've had ex-girlfriends and people have been in relationships where I have warned them. I was like, sometimes I might say some really horrible stuff. I was like, but I don't mean to. And I don't mean it. And the things I say, I don't actually think. I know you might think they've come from somewhere, but they really haven't. It's just for some reason, it's not like Tourette's, but it's it's a weird thing I have with like autism where I will just go on huge horrible rants about stuff and sometimes i rant to people like i rant to you yeah about things and they're kind of like outbursts where i go on a huge like rant about something for like five minutes and then i feel better after but i'm just venting to you about something else it's got nothing to do with you at all yeah um and i get them but i don't have the screaming outbursts or um anything that might be considered a tantrum which i know is common for people on the spectrum to have something that could be perceived as a tantrum or um, like a fit of rage or whatever. Mine aren't, like I don't, when I have these rants, I don't scream. I just say stuff that can be like hurtful or, do you know what I mean? Like can be harsh or personal. Yeah. Um, But I, I don't, can't control what I'm saying, and it's weird because when I talk to anybody, most of the time, I think about what I'm going to say before I say it. But with the outbursts, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth until it's left my mouth. And then it takes me a while to realize what I've just said. So some stuff, it's it's kind of like being possessed, like just stuff starts coming out. It feels like something's gone inside me and is now using me as like some sort of puppet to yeah. do stuff. And then it's after I'm just like, whoa, like, where did that come from? Yeah, I think the thing that surprises me was the fact you said that it's the only time you say sorry because I don't think I've ever known you to be, like, sorry for them. Because that's one thing with you, like, I always find that if you have, like, some sort of outburst, usually afterwards it's gone and you feel fine, but I always felt like um, what happens with you is usually, like, it happens, it's out and it's done, um, and then you're fine and you can be fine with the person or whoever or whatever it was that was bothering you. But then I feel like if it then comes up again, like say that person is then like, so you said this or whatever. I thought it kind of reawakens it in your it does. Almost. It yeah, does. Like so if, if somebody if somebody goes there first. Yeah, oh, right. OK, yeah. Before I'm ready to accept that what I did might have been perceived as a bad thing. Yeah. Then they just make it worse. Yeah, say, definitely. Say I've ranted at someone and then an hour later they just go, so do you really feel that? Oh, yeah. I'm just straight back in there again. It's almost like it, it, it takes you back to the start of the rant. It's almost like, I don't know if this is how you feel, but how it, it comes across to me, it's almost like uh, your head sort of goes, wait, did they not hear what I... Let me tell them what I said so they've yeah. got it this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just, I go straight back into it again. And even though, like I said, once I've had the outburst, I feel relaxed and I feel calm and I feel like it's done something of it. It's weird. If somebody 
if somebody then starts having a conversation with me and I'm not ready to accept what just happened, it is kind of like they've just sent me back in time before I had it and now I'm having it again. Yeah. Um, And to be honest, the apologizing after a few days thing, when I was a lot younger, I used to not apologize at all. Even when I realized that what I said might be a bit harsh, I don't apologize for it because I felt that if I did then I know I did something wrong. And then I always thought that'll get me into more trouble if I'm yeah. accepting like acknowledgement of it. But I, I used to think that if I didn't apologize for it, they'll realize that it came from somewhere and they might think there's something they did. So I thought if I said sorry, then they'd just keep doing the thing they did that wound me up in the first place. But if I left it out there that they realized that what they did did that. Ah, that's that makes sense. That's quite interesting. And there, they wouldn't do it again because they remember what happened last time. And because I didn't apologize, it means that I think that my reaction was reasonable. Okay, yeah. But that's from doing from doing these podcasts and getting diagnosed with autism and learning that, despite everybody knowing what the word autism is and everybody's heard of the term autism, there's still not a lot of awareness or understanding of Asperger's in particular. Yeah. So. Now I apologize because I know that the person, especially if the person I did it to knows nothing about autism. Yeah. I've realized that I apologize because they don't understand that it's an autistic trait. Yeah. Or it's an autistic behavior. They just see it as what just happened. Yeah. So now I apologize to them because it wasn't, it is, you know, they might have triggered it, but inadvertently and they... Previously, I used to think that it was their fault. And before I was diagnosed, I used to think that they caused it. They're to blame. Why would I apologize? And if I do apologize, that admits I'm wrong, which means they see no fault on their part. So they'll just keep doing what they're doing. Whereas now I've realized that it's got nothing to do with that. And so I say sorry because I think... um, But I do tend to use my autism when I apologize now. So when I talk to someone, I just go, look, it's it's an autistic thing. I was like, don't worry about it. Like, didn't mean it. Didn't mean to do it. Tried not to do it. But it happened. Yeah. Because I realized that they don't know. And if I apologize for it and explain it's an autistic thing, that it was classed as an autistic outburst or whatever, they then know what they are because I've explained it to them. I've apologized. I've explained that it's kind of come from nowhere. And I explain it's an autistic trait. Because then if I do it again, I don't need to explain it to them again. They'll just be like, he's done this before. And last time he did this, he said this. And they're they're aware. Yeah. And then maybe they'll bump into somebody else that's autistic that does it as well. And then they're like, oh, it's an autistic outburst. And they'll say to somebody else, it's an autistic thing. And then that kind of raises awareness. If I explain to people like sort of signpost stuff as I'm doing things, this is because of my autism. Yeah. Um, And I know that I've said before in the past, I don't like it when people, you know, like moms and that go, oh, he's autistic. He's autistic. But I feel like when it's so, especially with outbursts, it's so out there and nobody really knows what it is. And it makes a lot of people think, what is wrong with this person? Like, are they just crazy? Or, you know what I mean? Like, are they like really so badly behaved? Or are they such like a hideous person? I feel at that point, it's okay to say they're autistic. Like, it's like when you've got a child that's in a store and they're doing all these massive screaming things and that kind of thing. And if you do say to people he's autistic, he can't help it. I don't feel like that's a bad thing. As much as I'm against people outing people constantly, I feel like in those situations, if you tell people, they understand what it is. And then 
they don't look at them in a, do you know I mean, like, oh, it's a spoiled brat or, you know, it's a really badly behaved person. Yeah. Or they're just a really horrible person in general. Like, if you didn't know that my outbursts were actually part of an autistic thing and I don't actually want to do them a lot of the time, um, that's better than just thinking Nikki's one of those people that just has a go at people and says all this horrific stuff because he thinks he can get away with it. Or it might, I might be perceived as a bully because I do worry sometimes when we do these podcasts that I talk about like my rage and like my <laughs> ranty like behaviours and stuff that it makes it sound like I am just mean to people all the time. No, I think it's because that we pick a topic and then we talk about that topic and obviously a lot of the topics that we talk about are things like meltdowns, emotions, I mean really just Asperger's for for you a lot of your Asperger's comes out in the fact that you only really have the emotion of anger like us talking about outbursts it, like we've spoken quite a lot about my outbursts that I've had at people where like I shouted at these fishermen or I got annoyed at this woman today um I don't have outbursts at people very often it's quite rare that I actually have a go at uh people I am well like I said I'm more of an internal person but I feel like from the start of this episode, it would sound like I almost every day <laughs> am like shouting at people. So I wouldn't worry. Well, I don't know what I can't speak for other people, but yeah. you 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 aren't like super aggressive and you aren't a bully in any way. Just no, I'm usually quite calm most of the time. Yeah, like yeah, like you said, we're doing we're doing an episode on outbursts. We, it's so. all, it's almost like taking our Aspergers to the extreme because everything we say is true, but obviously we're picking like. I guess our most obvious examples so it, it's almost like picking out the bits of when we're at our worst I suppose like I don't always love the way I come across on this podcast because I think like oh that makes me sound horrific but it's true and I'd rather put forward like a an honest yeah like I wish I hadn't shouted at these fishermen I feel terrible about it but it's it's just an honest like thing that happens yeah and like i say they're they're not that frequent oh yeah i do think you're right we're doing an episode on outbursts so we're going to give examples of outbursts but uh, i haven't had one in a while um but i do break like i say i do break the social norms i do do things that would get me fired um and obviously like i'm not saying this like you should give people on the spectrum are a free pass for it either, I suppose. Because I know they're supposed to make reasonable adjustments when you declare yourself autistic at places like school, work, that kind of thing. But his reasonable adjustments are you're going to get verbally abused yeah, by him. No. Just, like, accept that. He might say some stuff that might be perceived as personal attacks, but uh, he doesn't mean any harm. Just, just ignore him. Like, it is hard. Like, I imagine it is hard for people who... Because I, if I knew someone that was autistic and they, they outburst like I outburst at me, autism or not, I do feel like I'd be like, what did you just say to me? I think it's difficult, though, because uh, taking like autism out of it, in in my opinion, and this might be like slightly tangenty, and I'm really sorry if this sounds super out of place. But what you were saying of like if there's a child in the shop um, like screaming and having some sort of meltdown, autistic or not, I just feel like they are having an emotion and just sort of almost like being true to themselves and whether it's because they're a spoiled brat having a bad day autistic neurotypical whatever it is it seems odd to me that then as you grow up naturally it happens less as you grow up anyway 
But it seems odd that we almost like iron out the creases in society of like suppressing your real emotion, whether you are on the spectrum or not. I kind of feel like however you're feeling, you should be able to let it out regardless of what is considered socially acceptable. And I don't know if I feel like, um, I mean, probably more so as someone on the spectrum because there's a lot of times where I want to behave in a way that definitely isn't socially acceptable. Um, Not just in like screaming to people, but sometimes I want to just like, instead of walking into a shop, I want to run into a shop. And like when I'm really happy and I want to jump up and down or sometimes I want to cover my ears or close my eyes or squeeze my nose really hard. Like I have loads of weird things that I, I want to do that I don't because they're not socially acceptable, but I'm sure NT people, sometimes they just want to shout or they want to laugh really loudly. Or I don't know. I'm sure there are things like that, that I feel like it causes stress for everyone NT or not NT. If you want to behave in a way that isn't you know yeah the social norm yeah yeah so it, it does seem odd to me that you'd have to justify it with they're autistic if they are because it could be that they are autistic but this has nothing to do with their autism they're just in a bad mood in the same way that they could be nt and it has nothing to do with them being a spoiled brat they could just be in a bad mood do you know what i mean like it's sometimes sometimes when you go to I I don't know, a shop and they haven't got the thing that you really wanted. It's annoying, regardless of who you are or what's happened. You're just annoyed. And like, I feel like you should be allowed to be annoyed. But I don't know if, again, this is coming from me as someone on the spectrum, because when someone shouts at me or has a go at me or really calls me names or whatever they want to do, I kind of just will let them do it and then afterwards we'll be fine with it. Like, I, it doesn't... Um, I guess it doesn't really occur to me to be, like, annoyed or whatever about it. Especially if it's someone that I don't know, because I don't know them. Like, that's got no impact on my life whatsoever. Yeah. So, I suppose... I suppose with me... No, go on, Karen. No, 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 I was, I was done. Uh, yeah, I suppose with me, because of the masking thing and the blending in thing, I always feel the need to explain it. And apologise after, I suppose, because otherwise it ruins the image I've got because I like to appear like everyone else. So if I do anything that is quite clearly an autistic thing and against what's acceptable, then I will apologise for it or explain it or whatever. Whereas, yeah, with you, because you don't have the urge to blend in and be (laughs) like everyone else, I guess, yeah, if you do something that you think was natural to you, you're not going to then mention it to anyone or say anything about it because you feel like whatever that's that's who you are so i suppose that's yeah that explains why i suppose you've never you've never had your outburst and then apologize to everybody for your outburst you do sometimes to me but i wouldn't imagine you do it to anybody else no i do it to you if i feel like i've been um i guess unreasonable to you so like the thing on the run a couple of days ago you were just trying to tell me a story and I sort of deliberately pushed it down an avenue where I think I annoyed you uh, almost because I was feeling annoyed and I feel like I sort of, I wanted you to feel annoyed with me. And that was just like completely unnecessary of me and it wasn't fair on you. So like, I'll apologize if I 
have been unfair uh, to someone like that I can do but yeah I won't apologize for doing something that's not like socially acceptable yeah like if if I uh like especially like I don't really oh this sounds really horrible but I don't mean it horribly but like I don't really care about people I don't know like uh I wouldn't be like so opposed to shout to apologizing to these fishermen, but equally, I kind of feel like why would what I said? I mean, I'm not even. They were quite far away. I really did shout it, so I'm not even sure that they heard. Oh, they turned around. Uh, I know they turned around, but I don't know if they heard exactly what I said because there was quite a distance between us. Um, so I feel like um, I wouldn't necessarily apologize to them because I feel like in my head, well, if they had shouted at me. That would have meant nothing to me. I don't know them. It wouldn't have bothered me at all. I'd have just been like, what did they... Were they talking to me? And I know that it wouldn't bother me. So I I apologise to you because had it have been the other way around, I'm sure I would have probably been a bit, like, annoyed. Yeah. So I, I think it... For me, it's very much a... If, if I think that they... I guess if I think they deserve to be upset by it, then I apologise. And if I if I wouldn't have been upset by it, then I don't feel like they should be. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, my my reasons for it are not because I care about other people's feelings or yeah. I care about how that person, like how that's affected them or anything like that. My whole issue is I care about how I'm seen because yeah. of it. And that's the issue I have. So when I do apologise for it, it's not because I'm apologising because I feel like I've offended them. I'm worried that they will look at me differently from that point on mm, yeah. if I don't say I'm sorry for it. And it's the same with if I did it in public. I do worry that I will be, I will stand out for reasons that don't make sense to anyone. And that's hard for them to, do you know what I mean? Like, to, yeah, it's, it's to do with basically public image with me yeah because i need to appear the same so i i don't i don't feel the need to yeah i don't i don't worry about any long-term problems i've caused with that person or if it has like you know i mean like if it has offended them or upset them and that kind of thing it's not that it's i don't want the image of me that i've been working on to be ruined because of one thing so i feel the need to explain it whereas yeah i guess for you once again, you don't have that problem. And if you're not going to see them again, then what does it matter? Yeah, I think that's uh, it's quite interesting. That's something we haven't actually spoken about that much on the podcast. But you definitely have like a... Uh, I know we've spoken about your need to fit in, but I don't think we've really gone into the like ins and outs of it. And then my not need to fit in, but I do have quite a strong need to... It's I suppose it's like a, a sort of empathy thing. But like I said, it's only how I would feel. So I feel like everyone should, things I would get annoyed about, everyone should get annoyed about, but things that I don't care about, nobody else should care about. And I do have like quite a strong, if I, you know, the whole do unto others as you would do to yourself or whatever the the saying is, I think I follow that quite strongly. Um, Not from a religious standpoint, but just a, from me, that is how I, how I am. And so you, you think that, everybody you can't see anything from everybody else's point of view no i see everything from mine you think everybody sees everything from yours yeah definitely and it's it's a real problem that i have because sometimes someone will say something that i know if it had happened to me i would have been annoyed by but they don't care 
but I'll I'll be like oh, I'm I'm so sorry and they'll be like I don't care and I'll be like but I'm really sorry like I shouldn't have like if it was something I'd done I'd be like I shouldn't have done that and they're like it's fine and I'm like oh, I shouldn't have done that though and I'm really sorry but then equally someone can come to me and be like I'm really annoyed that you did that and I think well I wouldn't be so I'm like well no yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's a weird like sometimes you can find me over apologetic for something that isn't that big a deal and equally you can find me completely nonchalant about something that probably is and it just depends on how i would react so yeah i think that's a it's probably an issue that i have because my i think i am in that sense i'm definitely i'm quite empathetic but only when it comes to how i would feel and i i really struggle to to see it from someone else's point of view yeah it's a it's an issue well that's it for this week Yes. Oh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everybody for listening. Don't, don't just copy. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we're gonna, yeah. So we'll put this up on the usual places. All the places. All the places. Facebook. Uh, join the group if you want to go in the group and talk to people about any issues you're having or anything you're not sure about, or just people you want to talk to about various aspects related stuff. Like I say, we, me and Scarlett. We're on there, but um, there's so many people on there and all like from they're all over the world pretty much. So everybody's around at different times and that kind of thing. So even if we don't reply, there's usually somebody that gets in there with, I would say, most of the time better replies than me, definitely. Uh, my replies are usually quite uh, short and to the point. Um, but yeah, if you want to talk to me and Scarlett directly, just private message us on the Facebook group. We do have an email address as well, which is themaspergers at gmail.com if you're not into the whole social media thing and you want to talk to me and Scarlett directly. Even if you just want to ask us a question or if you want to suggest a topic or yeah, whatever. Doesn't really matter. But like I say, we've got a private group if you want to join it and ask people any of your issues, problems, thoughts. You just want to share something you think about or anything like that. And obviously, if you listen to this podcast, there's no point in telling you where you can get this podcast. But we are available on pretty much anywhere that does podcasts now. Yeah. I don't think there's a like a format when not a platform or whatever that we're not on now. We're on all of them. I don't think we're on Luminary, but... Uh, I, I, yeah, that's that one you can uh, tell me about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're on there. If you want to write some reviews, write some reviews. Um, most people that write reviews are writing them on the Apple iTunes one. My mum keeps telling me about it, but neither one of us has an iPhone, so I think we have to access them on maybe a laptop. I'm going to look at them and I see what people have said, because my mum said there's some quite good ones on there. Yeah, thank you to anyone that has reviewed us. Yes, uh, Scarlett loves the reviews. I love them. I love them so much. Um, or anybody that uh, has anything... Nice to say about the podcast. In yeah, anyone that messages us anything nice, so it always puts a smile on my face. Yeah. Makes me really happy. Um, and if you do receive a message from us and you're not sure who it's from because we forgot to initial it, if it's longer than a line, it's probably from me. If, it, <laughs> if it's like if it's one sentence or less, it will be Nikki because <laughs> yeah. I write paragraphs. <laughs> yeah, I I I do read people's messages um it's just i'm never sure what to say like usually people say loads of things and then i'm like thanks but like <laughs> i always think like should i have said more like today i read uh, a message from someone and i was going to reply but then i realized that all i was going to reply with was cheers so i just gave it to scarlet and she replied uh with much more than that i think uh yeah i think 
uh, we we both go like the wrong end of it. You are very brief, but I sometimes my replies I just think, are they even going to bother reading all of that? <laughs> I get so into it, and like sometimes, especially if someone's written us kind of a longer message, I almost like reply to every single sentence because I'm so into it. I'm like, oh, then they said this, and bloody blah 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 blah, and then they've said this, and then I just I oh, I love it. I love I. I'm quite, I'm quite into the long, yeah. the longer ones. So yeah. But yeah, that's it. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening again. Yes. And yeah, the new episode next week. No idea what it's going to be about yet. Uh, we are still working on some stuff, but we'll have something. We will have something, and it will be glorious. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of depression. Eh? <laughs> oh, I wish I hadn't said that. Yeah, it's okay. Bye. <laughs>